Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons & Dragons. You're watching Dice & Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with... I am David Wong. I play 9C Tabaxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates. I play Soria, the Changeling Dread. I'm Greg, and I'm playing Ulseth Ralph, the Furbolg Fighter. And I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty Dungeon Mistress. So we've got a couple of announcements this week, starting off the top with something coming from our channel. Take it away, Soria. Um, not a whole lot of news yet, but coming up in the next uh, week or two, we're going to be dropping some information for a Patreon, so you can support us through there directly once we have it up and running, and we'll provide more information soon. Yeah, and we're also rolling out some new content that we are in the middle of recording. Mm -hmm. They will be shorter form YouTube videos to help beginners um, learn to play Dungeons and Dragons and will, over time, help walk people through the basics of the game and then more advanced rules. So keep an eye out for those. We'll give you more details as we get ready to launch them. Um, yeah. That's right, uh, and as you learn the rules, you can then um, in text break them. <laughs> call us out every time we break the rules. Yeah, you it can boost engagement. The more that I talk about the rules on uh, YouTube and make videos about it, the more you can get mad at me when I break the rules during the game. And then I'll just go, it's a game of the imagination. Come on. And we can get into Twitter fights. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Our next announcement is our usual sponsor, Geekified. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa, that meets all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. Checking online and in-store orders, so you can pick up anything you need for tabletop gaming through their website, geekified.us. And if you use this link, geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons, which we posted in our YouTube description as well as Twitch chat as we go through the show, you will get 5% off of your first order through that link and buying things through there does help support the show. So if you're looking to pick up, um, when is the crossover D&D &D and magic set coming out. Oh, quite soon. Yeah. They just, they're, they're releasing spoilers now. Sorry. Yeah, I want to say that that's like mid-July. I forget the date. It's coming out pretty soon. So if you want to pick up packs, you can order that through Geekified and they will be shipped to your house. Uh, thank you to Geekified and to anyone who buys through that link and helps us out. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. End Thank of the you. month, the 23rd. 23rd is when that set comes out. What's the name of it? Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. Set in, obviously. In Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Sort of self-explanatory there. Uh, it's going to be hard to remember. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they have some pretty great cards. There's like a card that's just 50 feet of rope, which is his favorite card. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, you're maybe gonna we'll lose pick it. up uh, I'm gonna all the time. <laughs> make like a, a deck, and you know, which is which is two do like a draft match on, on yeah, that or might something. Be fun. A deck of mini rope. 
And we can try to, I don't know what the 50-foot uh, rope card does. I have no idea. But maybe we can build a deck around it. And we'll just call it the Ulseth Special. Based on what, it's like a common artifact. I don't think you can. <laughs> OK, you say that. But this is Magic the Gathering we're That's talking strange. about. You can build a deck out of literally anything. Yeah. Someone made a computer in Magic the Gathering. A, a functioning computer, yeah. So I think, I think we can build a deck around the 50-foot rope card. Probably. It just won't be good. <laughs> Most decks aren't good. No. There's like, in every set, there's like three decks in the meta that are any good, and uh -huh. everything else is garbage. And that's it. Anyway. So, so uh, pick up those cards when they come out at the end of July. And uh, thank again to Geekified and all of our watchers who buy stuff through that link. We appreciate it. I think that's the end of the announcements this week. Um, so, engineers, let's roll. Welcome back, everybody. So last time on Tyson Dungeons, the party spent some time resting and getting to know the city of Nordfeld just a little better as they waited for the arcane masters of Elsirin to arrive, hoping to get some more information on the mysterious uh, murder cult, as they've dubbed it, they discovered in the sewers beneath the city. Soria started some experiments with plants being exposed to fervent energy. They all learned a bit about world geography, politics, which I gotta say is a rare treat for uh, any DM who engages in world building and like writes their own stuff. We never get to do that, so thank you. You're welcome. Nines spent some time uh, taking lessons on the zither from Anna Hockbloom, and we saw the possible blossoming of a new relationship although nines does seem a bit oblivious. And of course, they spent a full day out on Lake Sturmgrim, hunting Sturmgrimmy, the supposed lake monster of the Lake Sturmgrim. They thought they caught a glimpse of something in the water. I know I caught a glimpse of a sea monster. Of course. <laughs> I like I the sea monster the in the freshwater lake. I almost caught a sea monster. I've never been to the sea. Uh, so that that is where we ended the session after returning from Lake Sturmgrim and your Sturmgrimmy hunting. Uh, now I know there were still. Oh, we ended after a performance. Oh, that is right. Yeah, I had forgotten. Yes, oh, you. How could you forget 
I am sorry. You it was managed an to unforgettable performance forget. until you just proved me wrong. <laughs> you, you managed to get your way onto the stage at the Blackwell Bar and well, put on a performance. Maggie got him onto the stage. We also swapped True. recipes with Muriel. And you did a bit of throat singing. And uh, bully woke throat singing. Yeah. <laughs> Which someone needs to make a clip of. I, I don't know if someone's made a clip of it yet. Um. <laughs> so uh, there were still a few things that we didn't get to that I know you wanted to do over your week and if you want to just pick up right there the next day you had expressed interest in going to the Fervent Guard outpost and catching up well not really catching up, but introducing yourselves to the Fervent Guard, bringing them the maintenance tools, a set of maintenance tools that you'd found and getting to know a bit more about what they do, since you are spending quite a bit of time hunting down fervent artifacts, it seems. So if you would like, we can just pick up morning the next morning, and you can make way out there if you'd like to. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, I won't even... Execute! Yes. Wake up and check to see if I have any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't even shake down Zoloth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is a that is a two. I have two coins left. Yeah. No, you have no one so stole your money. We have time. more money. Wow! <laughs> Someone brought it back. Reverse robbery. <laughs> Someone robbed you so badly Come they left of their heart. change with you. <clears throat> no, you um, you were not robbed in the middle of this night. Well, let's oh. go. <laughs> oh, this night. That's okay, a, that's a nice change. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know. Can we go to the to the fervent guard, please? <laughs> yeah, should we should we take what was what was the horse's name? Will Winifred? Win Will Fred? The horse? Winfield? Winfield. Oh sure, let's take Winfield. <laughs> <laughs> he'd probably he'd probably like Mm-hmm. Yeah, has a chance to get out of the stables. <laughs> Wait, is he our horse? <laughs> uh, no. He was. He was, was, was Coromont, or he was one of the mercenaries. He was. Mercenaries. He was just hanging out with the mercenaries at the camp, presumably one of their horses. And we took it. Did we just steal a horse? <laughs> yeah. It no, was, we liberated it the was horse. From the horse hates I mean, bandits. They were bandits. Well, not really. They the were. bandits more left the horse here. We we saved an abandoned horse from starving so, to death. Wait, if he's sleeping next to us, does that make him our neighbor? Let's go. Let's go to the fervent guard. <laughs> yes, make it so. Please. Are you taking Winfield? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will ride Winfield. Very good. The next morning, you set out and situate a saddle over Winfield and make your way north out of town. You know from talking with Toddy and a couple other people in the time that you've been in Nordfeld that the Fervent Guard outpost is about a half day's travel. <clears throat> if you're not trying to move too swiftly, nor too slowly, just at a nice you know, traveling pace, it'll take you eh, you'd, uh, five hours or so uh, to get out there. Time passes, we're there. 
so uh, what do we want? Oh, sorry, <laughs> so what do we want to ask the Fervent Guard about when we actually get there? Do we have a do we actually have a plan for this, or are we just doing a thing? <laughs> a plan? Yeah. I wish, I wish to ask the Fervent Guard what it is they are guarding. Fervent. I think. Taddy said that they were basically, they did like maintenance on all of the cities, like Fervent Tech. Why don't we find out from them? Well, <laughs> that's the thing we can ask them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let us also ask them if they are willing to pay us for this repair kit. Oh, I thought, I it, thought was. it was gift. Are, they, are we extorting them now? No, we are just asking if they are, if they are interested in buying it. And if, and if not, we'll just leave it there. I don't want to carry it back. <laughs> Did you say at one time <laughs> you wanted to learn how to use it? I do not recall that, but that would be a useful thing. But then if I were to learn how to use it, but we left it with them, I would not have to, to use even if I had learned how. It well, sounds like you'll have to carry it back. <laughs> Well, Seth has found himself very money motivated lately. <laughs> Ever since I was stolen. It is the sense of injustice that bothers me so much. Well, it's the lack of money that bothers me. I just spent it on magic stuff. <laughs> then we have a good plan. Let's ask them questions and get answers. Yes. Very I good, guess. Nines. You put that succinctly. Executes. Right, we're just talking outside their door. <laughs> no. We I had mean, five hours to do this. A half a day. <laughs> I, I, we, we rode in dead silence for five hours. Then you get there. And, I mean, in fairness, that kind of tracks with your guys' mo. So. So is there like is there like a door to knock on or a palisade that we need to enter through or well, is I'm it sure. just like a bunch of people I'm, standing I'm around? I'm sure if we give her the opportunity, the team would be happy to describe the scene that we see before us. What is this? Joke? You think so? Maybe we should maybe Let's like find out. Turn and look at her and see if something happens. No, this is good. Please go on. I, I like this. This is deep. Is it, is it, is it awesome. a giant cog? Uh, nine swims across the moat to... Uh... <laughs> Roll for crocodiles. Uh, there's 18 of them. <laughs> this, is, this is great. I don't, know. I don't even have to do a job anymore. Are we there yet? <laughs> you tell me. Go right ahead. <laughs> we have been traveling for half a day. I do believe we are nearly arriving. I wonder what it is that we see in the in the near distance. I make a perception check. <laughs> I do too. 22. <laughs> you see a sign that says Fervent Guard Outpost just over the hill. I, got a I look over the hill. I got a 22 as well. You see the same sign. On the other side of the hill. <laughs> okay, do you want to be there now? Yeah. I would I like it. to be there. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Good lord, an inch of freedom. <laughs> um, as you approach the outpost, the road you've been traveling on is clearly not one that's well-worn. It's been sort of a rough travel, and although the distance is not great, the 
road is tougher to traverse. Even bringing just a small you know, two-wheeled cart down this, pulled by horses or donkeys, would be even challenging. You can see that the rain that is constantly battering this area has washed out a great deal of mud and earth, and the road remains rough beneath your feet and hooves, in the case of Winfield. And when you arrive at this camp, this outpost, it's little more than a small clearing of trees. Some stumps still sit on the ground, and there is a smattering of, you know, semi-permanent tents that have been erected, as well as one more well-constructed, how do I, basically cabin? And they're just kind of arranged in a semicircle around a large central fire that seems to have be become kind of a permanent fixture within this little camp. And the trees are thick around this. I'm going to be honest, I was expecting like a castle or something. Yes, if these people are guarding Ferventech and Ferventech is so powerful, they do not seem to be taking advantage of it. Maybe they're new. <laughs> oh, that would be good for, because then they'll be, you know, they won't know what not to tell us. <laughs> Do well, we see anyone we can talk to? There are, you just by quick count, estimate somewhere between, you know, 15 and 25 people that are all moving about the camp. The more that you observe their movements, um, Soria, you, you're probably the only one that's kind of familiar with this behavior as you've engaged in a little bit of it. And your village has, from time to time, been contacted by travelers coming through looking for abandoned ruins. Uh, you know, they're excavating these ruins that are out here. Oh, there's, okay. And you can see bits of this dark crimson granite block that you've seen before. Yes, is this similar to those bandit excavations that we saw with Cor that Cormoth was leading previously? Yes, the, the buildings here are not quite so buried as the ones you had observed north of Whitfeld, but these buildings are in the outlines of surface structures. You can, the longer you look around, the more attention you pay to your surroundings. You see that there's some low walls that remain, some crumbling structures. The excavation isn't very deep, but it does seem to be thorough, and um, although Nines and Ulseth have not necessarily seen this behavior before, the purpose of what they're doing becomes clear enough to both of you. They're looking for artifacts in these buildings. No one really seems to pay you much mind, although people look over and see that you're there. Um, no one seems to stop and uh, greet you. No one really seems to 
take note of your presence much more than acknowledging it. Um, do we want to just ask where to go, or do we want to just go up to that building? Um, let's just go up to the building. Act like we know what we're doing. Act like, yes, we have a plan. Do it. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Let's mm. do it. We go up to the building. This, it mm-hmm. has a door on it. Zoria recognizes it as a door, probably. It does have a door, although the door is open. Oh. There's a sort of roofed porch out in front of this cabin mm-hmm. structure that runs the length of its front. I go, I go up to the door, and even though it's open, I knock on it. Okay. Yeah, that, come on in! Come on uh, in! What do you need? Hello. As you enter the building, there's uh, kind of a, on the small side for a dwarf, and sort of um, ready-looking, yeah, sitting behind a table, just buried with paperwork. We are looking for the fervent guard. Have we found them? Aye. Ah, are you a member of the guard? Aye. What do you need? Well. What's your name? My name? Oh, my name's Robert. Robert? With an A? No. Robert. No E and Robert. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I was. I think we I, all were. I, I, I would be surprised uh, with a robot or an A. Uh, it's going to help you with. Well, we have some questions. Go ahead. If, one is, you are called the fervent guard. What is it that you are guarding? It, it, the legacy of Fervin. Where have you been? The woods. Oh well. On a lake as well. <laughs> it's all storm grimy. Storm what? Ah. Storm grimy. The monster of the lake and storm grim. Lake storm grim. Whatever it was. That one. We almost caught it. It's a lake monster in storm grim. Ah yes. Probably swelled to enormous size because of like fervent energy or something. Hmm. It takes a little note. <laughs> <laughs> so you are not actually you are not like actually now. guarding Fervin Tech. You are guarding the legacy of Fervin. I mean, it's a bit both. So we we guard the legacy of Fervin. We also guard the technology and try to maintain it. Ah, so you you maintain it, but we have found technology belonging to people like. Tibok and others, do you maintain it for them as well? Well, occasionally. Mm. Your private owners will uh, request and compensate us for services maintaining their equipment, but um, not always. There are private individuals and industries that help maintain things. Sometimes the owners themselves do their best, but we are, you know, the uh, governmental supporters. So all those, uh, those lights that you see in cities coming on at night, the remaining power generators, we're charged with maintaining them. How long does it take to learn how to fix them? Well, as far as we're concerned, 
Yeah, we barely know how to fix them as it is. If it even wasn't much of a note taker, you see. Don't Maybe know how they might. <laughs> I would <laughs> recommend to anybody. Does not take note. That they start taking <laughs> notes. Otherwise, you have no idea what you've been doing after you're gone. I no one can figure things out. Still don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> well, at least you people just found can try to figure out afterwards. <laughs> you you just found out about doors. No. The thing over there? No. I'm from the Forbidden Wilds and they make fun of me for it. Despite one of them being from the Forbidden Wilds. <laughs> I am from the Forbidden Wilds. I did not make fun of you. You just talked about how I recognized the door. <laughs> you did recognize the door. <laughs> I bet Nines recognized the door. Did you recognize the door? I do. I use doors all the time. I get kicked out of them, thrown out of them. <laughs> ah, so you know doors in passing. Have a yes, custom. I scratch at them. <laughs> Are you familiar at all with a man known as Koromon? Koromon, Koromon. It was originally Koron Holzschnitzer. Hmm. Name doesn't ring a bell to me, should it? He's been the one. He was the one who's been stealing the fervent technology from private owners all over town lately. Oh, he did hear about that. Yeah, he uh, didn't. He didn't train with the fervent guard or anything. He seems to know quite a bit about it. Not that I'm aware of, but well, we're not the only place to learn about fervent technology. Where else can you learn about it? Yeah, like. Great libraries of Drugmara. Plenty of information. We we're not secret keepers here in the Fervent Guard. What we learn, we share and share like. Mm -hmm. Because our mission is to restore and if possible resurrect the technologies that are used here. Ah. Do you work along with Todriana? She seems to have acquired very much tech. Oh, every once in a while we work with Adriana. It's not every day, but she and other private collectors and curators like herself, but they make their wares and discoveries available to us more often than not. No, we don't insist on it or force them to do so. Well, what exactly happened to Fervin? Well, see now that's a bit of a mystery. When, uh, when he presumably died, it was north of here still. See, one of uh, Farvin's favorite places was Nordfeld. He always felt a particular calling to this city and, well, uh, please take no offense, but the climate here is, eh, uh, leaves something to be desired. The constant rain and overcast nature of where we are can be a bit gloomy. Never much understood why he liked it so much. But as it happened, at the peak of his influence and prowess, he set up a large research facility. Yo, about a week's travel north of here. They would say a hundred or so miles north still. Right along the coast of the ocean. It was the most northern coast that the Empire had. 
And one day there was a large explosion isn't quite giving it justice. An explosion implies that there was force. This was more of a vaporization, disintegration, a general disappearance. The whole facility gone like that. A flash of light. could apparently be seen for quite a few miles. People as far away as, uh, well, just outside of Drogmara. Even Krebstadt reported seeing some sort of energy beam or flash, some light, some sort of effect. And there were no tremors. It's no shockwave. Nothing of that sort that you would expect from something that has apparently so much energy. Were there were there parts of the building and things like scattered about, or did it just simply disappear? Hey, see, that's the trick. When a scouting party was sent out from Drogmara, heavily armed, the uh, Emperor's personal guards, they arrived on the scene and found a crater hundreds of feet deep and even more hundreds of feet wide. Was it the crater's edge? The grass was still growing, undisturbed. Not a branch was broken. But many along those edges were cleanly cut. And no branches that were cut showed any signs of it dropping to the ground. The ocean had started to spill in and had filled most of the crater by the time the search party got there. So now all that remains is a hole in the ground filled with salt water. Mm. Nothing is left. No signs of him or anything in that facility were ever found. And how long ago was this? Oh, at this point... I feel like it must be about 300 years. I'm not always the best with dates. I'm, well, I'm an official dispatch from the Royal Military, the army. I'm here to help facilitate the paperwork. I was assigned to them because, well, you know how the research types are. They're not always good about keeping track of how much they spent and where they spent it and what resources they need. They forget to send in requests. Ugh. Sometimes they write uh, brain-melting ruins on things. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't believe the stuff that uh, you would get down at the central office. So he sent up here to help out if it's a great tax. Uh, figure out their paperwork. Uh, who did you say? Artifice of Great Dax. Artifice? Is that who's in charge here? Hey! Great Dax is the dragonkin in charge. He took a special interest in Thurvan and uh, requested this uh, particular place as his base of operations, as he likes to put it. 
Don't know why. It's pretty high up in their order. How rare would you say things that, like, belong to Fervent are? I mean... Like, Fervent technology that was directly handled and worked on by Fervent. They shot from time to time, but most of them were lost in that explosion. Or whatever you'd like to call it. I'd say they're maybe not the rarest things in the world, but it's a pretty rare sight to see something from them. Why? Oh, I was just curious. That was his personal lab, so most of the things that he possessed in his life are gone. A few things remain, of course. Most of them stored with the royal family. Is is Ferventec always run on the sort of blue crystals? Typically, yeah. I mean, they vary in size and shape. Uh, some of them have more of a greenish hue than others, but hey, most everything in Ferventec relies on the power of the Fervent Crystals. And when the crystals run out of power, you haven't figured out a way to replace, recharge, or, well, get new ones. Oh, they run out. They do. They have a, have a lifespan. Some devices never seem to find that span. The lights that you've seen in a few cities, I'm sure, um, they don't seem to run out. We've never had to replace any parts of them, except for the occasional little steam valves. Mechanical bits, they, they tend to wear out. But all the other components, especially the crystal, never seem to go. There's been a few unfortunate well-to-do families that had fervent tech supporting their business operations, and, well... They, uh, they eventually lost those engines and the crystals went dark. How long would you say it would take for, like, a drive engine to... Yeah, I haven't seen too many drive engines go out. The ones I have were generally supporting more machinery than they were meant to do so. Not every business venture that has access to one of those treats them with the respect that they need. So there's like sort of a correlation between lifespan and the amount of work it's doing. It seems to be that way, yeah. I'm not an expert, but anecdotally, that's what I've picked up in my time working with the guard. Do you know why they chose this site? Well, Greetex did his own research. He's a little bit of a, well, stubborn, decadent, some say. And there's reason to believe that the Fervin ruins that are here were an early experimentation lab for Fervin himself. I wouldn't know whether that's true or not. I don't know what they base it on. However, the yeah, the ruins here are no doubt old fervent power generation facilities. Took quite a beating with all the rain. I suppose that using 
that particular granite in this much weather, it doesn't hold up too well over time. So, what brings you all up here anyway? Well, <clears throat> we had been tracking and recovering Fervent Tech on behalf of people who had hired us. And we had spoken with Todriana, and everyone had told us about the Fervent Guard. Um, we were just curious. But also, among the things that we have found is this, what Todriana calls a repair kit or maintenance box. Oh, um, you found one of the old maintenance kits, did you? Well, yes. Would you care to look at it to see if it is complete? And also, I have a question. If I, if, if I were to want to learn how to repair Urban Tech, or at least to use the tools that are in this kit, um, is there someone here who could teach me? Um, I mean, I'm sure someone around here could show you the basics of it. Repairing Urban Tech is not a simple matter, from what I understand. As I explained, I'm mostly here to do kayaker work. My expertise is in administration, not uh, excavation and maintenance of Ferventac. But there are people around here who do that, and I'm sure some of them could teach you a wee bit about it. Yes. Who, who is it that I should seek out? Um, well, I'm sure Artificer Greytex could teach you a bit. Ah. I'm also thinking... Well, you might be able to convince, if you bring a good pint of mead, mm. you might be able to convince <laughs> to my friend Gloria. Gloria. Hey. She's always had really a... should have those four classes of meads on the way here, then. <laughs> <laughs> She's always had the fascination for this stuff, and... Uh, she seems to be one of the more skilled ones around the camp. At least, that's the way she talks about herself. So you might uh, look her up. She's uh, the one female dwarf with blonde hair. Ah, then she should stand out. I would say so, generally speaking. Okay. I will look for Gloria. Uh, nines? I am wondering if you would do a great favor and allow me to have one pint of your day's availability of mighty fine mead. Oh, look who needs nines in his magical keg with infinite mead now. Oh, look who made fun of him when he was buying it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, uh, anything else that can help? With you all, that did. Do you want me to try to steer you towards Greytax? Um, well, actually, I have a question. What do you think was that thing that happened to Fervin? Mm. Well, if you ask me. I did. Have. <laughs> I, I literally just did. <laughs> I, I reckon that it was something. Uh, most like a perfect unleashing of Fervin energy. I chain reaction. Don't know how that was caused. 
But he was experimenting, at least the rumors have it, he was experimenting with new and far more powerful technology than we'd ever used before. And if anything went wrong, that could have spelled the end of him. But, can't say for sure. I say, don't tempt feet. What if what happened is not something that went wrong, but something that went right? You mean he did it on purpose? Is that I, what you yes. mean to say? Like he teleported his whole facility into like... Another place or time or... Wow. Yes. Since nothing was left, no debris, it did not seem like an explosion. What if it happened just as he had planned? Well, I don't know why he didn't leave. He had about the best gig anyone could ever have. The, uh, the Emperor gave Fervent... Even better than nines? Nearly <laughs> unlimited sums of money. He played at the Blackwell Bar. A commendable achievement, to be sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm, and Fervin's gig was even better. Did <laughs> Fervin? <laughs> was Fervin a magic user at all, or did he just do this technology? Did he use magic? I, not that I've ever heard of. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have. I'm of the mind that says, unless someone specifically says it didn't happen, it's always a chance. Like Storm Grimmie. Sure. Never heard of Storm Grimmie before today, but, you know, used to say that there isn't a giant lake monster looking beneath the waves of Lake Storm Grimm. Well, if you ever have the occasion to go onto Lake Storm Grimm, take a very, very stout fishing pole and bait it with a very, very large fish, and you may be lucky enough to catch Storm Grimmie. I'll have to give that a try on my next day off. I always enjoy a good tussle with an all too large fish. Hmm. <laughs> all right, well, well why don't we shall go? Shall we find Greytax or Gloria? Why, why don't we talk to Gloria first and Greytax next? Because okay. I feel like. Yes, especially Greytax, since we poured mead already. And I already poured mead and it's going to oh, yeah. go flat. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't go flat. I don't, I don't know anything about mead. Fizzy mead. <laughs> this is a sparkling mead. <laughs> sparkling. I can't tell if sparkling mead sounds great or no. gross. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. No, I think gross. I, yes. I think gross. Well, we. Uh, I go out and I look around for a blonde dwarf. Um, uh, doesn't take you too long, and. You're just kind of like wandering around Holding different... a cup of me <laughs> <laughs> Attracting a lot of attention <laughs> From the dwarves You know, you, you're not seeing anyone Really paying that much attention to you Even with the mead It seems to be that they're Well, the heads are just sort of buried in their work You've come across A whole bunch of Passionate, nearly obsessive researchers, archaeologists, Mm. with their particular field. And you walking around with a fine cup of mead is not quite the distraction that it might be in other places. So do I find Gloria? You 
do. It takes you a few minutes and you eventually find her. She's working on one of the westernmost excavation pits. It's all marked out with grid lines and she's in the middle of brushing off an artifact. I go up to her and say, are you who are Gloria? That sentence yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> he brought you alcohol. But I've never said no to alcohol. So I'll take that. I hand uh, Gloria the mead. <clears throat> she kind of sniffs the aroma. Not the best, but cheers and thanks. And uh, you're welcome. She starts to take a drink. Wait, why have you brought me alcohol? <laughs> Robert, Robert said... Not with Ooh. A. Not with an A. Robert. Said that Robert. you might... Oh, why didn't you say so? He has an accent. Oh, fair enough. Said that you may appreciate that mead and in return may uh, assist me in learning how to use the tools in this urban maintenance kit. Oh, so you want to learn how to use it inside that kit? And you're bribing me with alcohol, is that it? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, that'll yes, do it. Yes, it works very well. <laughs> you got yourself a deal. All right. She knocks the cup all the way up in the air, drinks every last drop, and then shakes her head about. Not the best tasting stuff, but not bad either. Whose cup is this? That is cup. A, there you that go. Is cup. It is a cup. plus one cup. What does that mean? Uh, it's it band. means you're not to me. Your band names is plus one? It's nine. No, it's plus nines. One. Plus one. And these are my two compatriots. <laughs> used to be three. We, we don't play okay, instruments. Sure. Um, I mean, it's your band. Name it whatever you like. So, yes, time I can for do a, that because I'm only member. <laughs> cracks your knuckles. Time for a crash course on Furvintech maintenance. Mm-hmm. Wait, have a seat. She gestures to a stump nearby. <laughs> Lovely furniture you have here. You know, it'll do. In a pinch, at least. And she pulls up a kind of rolls up an unused barrel and she sits down on it. All right. Now, she begins explaining what all the different tools in the inside of the kit do and how they all can maintain Fervent Tech. There's an organizational system to the kit where each tool in each spot has little groupings for different types of Fervent pieces. And she tells you that these kits weren't initially developed by Fervin. They were actually developed by the Fervin Guard after his death. Mm. Because the way Fervin had done it had been to issue just the tools that you needed with, you know, an item. Like Ikea. A little bit. And because of that, well, a uh, place when the Fervent Guard came around and was charged with the maintenance of Fervent technology throughout the, at the time that they were created, the kingdom 
of Glindring rather than the uh, Cromerian Empire, which had recently been dissolved. Uh, the Fervent Guard needed something that was more universal. And so they created these kits. And they're still produced today, although the older ones are kind of collector's items. Think is, of... Is this an older one? Yes, it is. Oh. It is an older one. This one was owned by one of the families that died mm -hmm. out during the fever. Mm-hmm. I know, I just didn't know if it was really old and collectible or not. Well, it is. Oh. Think of these in our world a little bit like um, old, like, motorcycle or car kits. But a car manufacturer is used to sort of include maintenance kits with their cars, and... They were usually in like stylized little boxes, cases, or pouches, and they're kind of collector's items. The earlier Fervent Guard pieces are a little bit in that same vein. They are functional, but also have a collector's value to them. And although after about 30 minutes or so for explaining what all these tools do and to which uh, devices they are grouped to repair and service, you feel a little overwhelmed from just the sheer volume of information that you have absorbed. I would like to just have been writing this all down as she was talking through it. I'm keeping notes. You take so, the best notes that you possibly can. I am wondering if there is anything in writing that may assist me in learning yet more. Um, uh, a manual, yeah. instructions. She's just kind of like patting it all. As she's patting herself down, you notice that there are about like there's at least one pocket for every like square half foot of clothing there's pockets everywhere on her um, so the opposite of most ladies clothing <laughs> <laughs> yes the opposite of most women's clothing she's just in a giant she's almost nothing but pockets giant cargo pants sort of a full body cargo pants cargo dress yeah Cargo dress. There you go. All right. Oh, there is. And she pulls out a, a little kind of like trifold pamphlet that says, is it your first maintenance kit? <laughs> well, there you and go. It doesn't have little line drawings of like a little boy and a girl with it turns an adult hovering over them, pointing at things. Oh, it says here that your your maintenance kit is called a Bjorken. <laughs> it, it doesn't have the little drawings in it, but it does have some very precise illustrations of the kit and the components that are in there, and you know, tell it, it illustrates what you were just told by Gloria about everything. Is there a charge then for this? Trifold pamphlet. No, Don't just keep mead. it. Don't say more mead. <laughs> it's fine. I'm Thank always you. happy to teach people how to use this and take care of the technology. It's important to do. Uh, and if I were well, to... we didn't even need to give her the mead then. <laughs> oh, it is much appreciated. Puts if me I in wish... a better mood to teach. Yeah. If I wish to become more proficient at repairing fervent technology. Uh, are there places where I could buy or borrow um, uh, more advanced texts? Um, well, 
you might be able to study some of the texts in uh, Drugmara proper, where we have a headquarters. Mm -hmm. Who do I talk to at your headquarters? Did anyone in the library? It's open to the public. We don't hide or try to keep our knowledge secret. Yeah, yeah but librarians usually hate me. I don't know why. I can't understand why they hate you. He has a loose grasp on borrowing books. That would explain it then. Did you check this book out? <laughs> well, thank you very much for the trifold pamphlet of introduction to Fervin technology. Yeah, at least know what all the tools are. Yes, this has been most helpful, and I do plan to continue my studies in the future. Well, do, I, do I now have a like a new proficiency or anything? It's gonna take longer than to become proficient with these. You're really gonna have to study and use. It's like me with lockpicks. Yeah. Most, just like most things in life, you know, you can pick it up and read a manual about how it works, using it well and effectively, and to accomplish. Uh, more and more complex tasks takes time and experience. Perhaps mm. Todriana will let me borrow some of her tech on which uh, I can practice. Yeah, that would be good. Mm. I mean, okay. we could have just pocketed some when we, like, at the mansion. Yeah, we could have, we could just, out of the scrap. Yeah. I have, like, a random super casual question. It's like, great hit. A drive engine. What if one was for some reason not powered by a regular blue crystal, but was instead powered by something weird, like, I don't know, like a black cube or something? You know, random, random geometric shape there. Don't even know how that work. No? I've never seen anything powered by anything other than, you know, your typical fervent crystals. And what if it was like a drive engine, I don't know, owned originally by Fervin or something weird like that? I don't think that would make much of a difference to the parts inside, but I mean, the Fervin did a lot of strange things over the years and well, you know how his life ended, of course. He was clearly quite a risk taker, very comfortable pushing the bounds. So you're saying if there was like a non-crystal power source, it could be super duper dangerous and probably shouldn't just be carried around? It might be. It also might be inert. That would be good. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I can't tell you what something like that would mean. Where'd you get this idea anyway? Oh, just, you know, learning about fervent tech and getting... Just thinking about it. Well, I don't know if... <laughs> I feel like you should roll deception for that. <laughs> I don't know if you're ever going to encounter anything like that. But if you do, I'd just say be careful. Who, who would be the most interested in something like that? Theoretically, anyone who cares about fervent tech would want to see something like that. Okay. That was my super casual. What do you think happened to Fervin? <laughs> well, if you ask me, 
I did. Why does everyone keep saying that? <laughs> I I think he pushed it too far. I think he tried some new experiment and it unleashed a cascade of energy. We don't know exactly where all the energy from these crystals comes from, but it does seem to be drawn from an interesting alignment of the material. Something about the way that the material itself is made. And if you ever tried to untangle it, it could unleash all of its power because it's it's like stored in in these crystals. So I think and he found a way, but he didn't know he'd found a way. I think he was working on something else and it caused that to happen. I haven't heard. Does anyone think he might have been sabotaged? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. People have proposed that. It's all over the place since his death. You know, there's always people who think that someone as grand and as intelligent and wise as fervent is about something. They idolize individuals. The standout people in our societies, the people that are of note, they get idolized. And they like to think that they can't do uh, anything wrong. But they can. And they do. And he may have just made a mistake. It's possible that someone could have sabotaged him, but <coughs> not sure what there was to gain from it. You ever heard of anyone named Garmon? I haven't. Why? Oh, he's just a bad guy who's been stealing for Vintech. And money! And money. Basically, mm -hmm. all around, not great. I'd heard some hubbub down in the town about that. Is that who it was? Yeah, he skipped town. I was just curious if, like, he learned about all this fervent tech through the fervent guard, but... I mean, he could have, but... Members of the fervent guard aren't meant to stay forever. Some of us really love it and spend most of our lives here. Uh, others come, serve some time, and go, and as I'm sure you've been told, we don't make any of our knowledge secret. Right. Anyone can study it. We're not uh, some sort of closed reliquary of knowledge. Do you have any secrets? Like you personally? I, su I suppose yes. I do have some secrets. Can I? Can I know one? <laughs> I'll give you some mead. Well, sure, why not? She grabs the mead out of your <laughs> hand. I, I tell people that I'm 176, but I'm actually 184. Wow. You don't look a day Let's... over 150. Well, that's very kind of you. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but I'll take the compliments where I can get them. Most of the lunkheads around here have their heads uh, too buried up uh, their own research journals. 
so to take any notice of me, so I'll take whatever flattery I can. Uh, what's Gretax like? Is he worth talking to? Depends on what you want to know. <laughs> is he is he nice? Is he like grumpy? Oh, he's grumpier than I am, but I wouldn't say these strictly grumpy. He's a Does he also like mead? Not that I'm aware of. Oddly enough, I don't see any of the dragon or dragonkins are really consuming a whole lot of alcohol from the meals that we've shared together. Does he play to Staxies? I don't know. Isn't it the children's game? <laughs> it's for all ages! Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Who am I to judge? I feel pretty judged right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to judge you. Well, thank you very much yes, for the information you. and for the, uh, the trifold pamphlet. She quickly dr- drains the mug of mead. <sighs> You're welcome. Um, if you have any more mead, come back anytime. Nines, do you wish to have your plus one mug back? Yes, I want my mug back. I paid good money for that. Oh, of course you. Sorry. It was like Thank half you. a zipper. I think it was... Didn't you get the mugs just free with it, but you paid to have them engraved? Okay. <laughs> engraved. It was worth it. So you can all be plus one. <laughs> I, will, I will look around for a dragon kin. Just looking for great tags. You want to really want to look for one. someone who's not doing a good job at their job. You want to look for someone who's not doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Do okay. I see someone like that? Um, why don't you make a <laughs> looking around check? <laughs> why don't you make a perception <laughs> check? Sure. Just, uh, you know, screw it. Why not? Uh, I got a dirty 20. You see a couple people that are um, kind of standing around one of the excavation pits. Doesn't seem like they're doing a whole lot of work. They're just leaning against a tree, chatting. Don't they know if there's time to lean, there's time to clean? I want to throw something at you (laughs) so much right now. Yes, that's why I record in a different room. (laughs) You record in an entirely different address. Well, well, you better done. learn how to throw very hard. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> can do some animation. No, they're just being lazy. They're not being bad at their job, so I don't say anything. <laughs> they're not being bad at their jobs. They're or they're, just taking, or they're oh, just taking a break. Yeah. All right. Well, you look around for a little while, and eventually you come across... The only dragonkin you've been able to find to this point. He is fairly tall, about eight foot tall. And 
is overseeing a particularly... It is easy for him to oversee if he is that tall. It is. A particularly large excavation grid. And just qui- he, he's kind of quietly talking to what looks to be maybe his assistant or one of the excavators as they're asking a couple questions about how to pr- proceed here. Uh, hello, are you Artificer Greytex? I am indeed uh, Artificer Greytex. Is this another red dragon again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're here getting some information, and I was hoping we could speak with you. We speak away. Members of the Company of Blades, and we were recently wrapping up the um, case of the stolen fervent tech in town. Very well. Thank you for your assistance in that matter. Um, well, I have something to ask you, but could we maybe speak in, like, one of the tents or something? It's sort of a matter of secrecy. Of course, I can always take time to help out Nordfeldian citizen. Oh, yes, he... that's what I am, as Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just... They're really uh... so accommodating here. <laughs> You know, they're public employees. They're employed by the government. They try to be... Yeah, that makes people nice. They try to be nice. Yeah. Uh, he, he just sort of said, you know, gives a... I'll be right back. As to we... the crew that's excavating this. And he walks over to w- the largest of the tents. As we go, I'll just be like, so what do you think happened to Furman? <laughs> That's my what? thing. <laughs> uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? Uh, like when Fervin disappeared, what do you think happened? Um, do you always start conversations this way? Not Usually we ended that way. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, nine. We usually are able to get both done at once. <laughs> Nines is excellent at that. Um. I think that he was engaging with more dangerous pieces than he understood. Fervin liked to move fast and break things. He enjoyed <laughs> seeing how they work. And it led to a fair number of messes over the years. Ooh, like what? Dish. <laughs> There are a large number of facilities that are in disrepair. He failed to take notes about his work. We know very little about how he constructed the things that he has. But what we do know shows his obvious genius. So I think he just moved a little too quickly and didn't clearly think everything through. That's what I think happened. Well, once we're inside the tent, I assume it didn't take that long to get in. No, no. All right. So on our mission, one of the things that was stolen 
included an orb that we had authenticated to belong to to have belonged to Fervin. As in a drive orb. It looked like one. Mm. But it bore his sigil. He's on a stool and he's kind of leaning back, thinking. Where did you find this sphere? It was among a bunch of other stolen drive engines and things that the man, a man named Coromanth was collecting for some client in either the Republic or Kosteria. I'm not sure if they were aware of what it was because we found it in a storage warehouse that just had his lackeys overseeing it before it got to him. Hmm. And this wasn't a crystal. It was... Describe it again. Well, the... I, I hadn't talked about the crystal, but... Do you? But it was... And I'll pull out the small box. I don't have the orb with me, but I do have what was in place of its crystal here. And I'll open it up. It seemed to still function and give off fervent energy. It gave off fervent energy. It seems to, yes. Mm. Yes, we can detect that now. Oh, very well. well. You can, and Maggie can. You have learned the spell to gain fervent sense. Yes, from Totriana. Well, may I hold the crystal? You might want some gloves. I thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> Do you need to borrow some gloves or? No. And he pulls out a pair of his own. There you go. Holds it up to the light after studying it for a moment. That's a fervent crystal for sure. Nearly all of its energy is drained. When the crystals have the energy um, used up, they they turn this sort of color. They lose their gloss, they become more matted. But this is not something that I've seen before. I've never seen a crystal cut like this. And although I've seen expired crystals before, this one seems different. It seems that this might have a bit of energy left. I'm not sure. But if this belonged to Fervent, and such an unusual cut of the crystal, may indicate it did. 
then you have found something of great importance. Anything that belonged to Fervan is incredibly important. We hand you the crystal back. Put it back in his box. Put it back with my oregano. <laughs> the definitely not irradiated oregano. Mm-mm. 100% not irradiated. Yes, it's a spider. Um, I would recommend that you do not show that unless you need to. Well, that's been my, uh, general plan, but I figured if anyone could tell me more about it, it would be you. I wish I had more info to share, but I've never seen anything like this, and it's... It strikes me as something very, very odd. If we were to ever be in Thorgmara, who would be a safe person to talk to about them? If you plan to travel to Thorgmara, please let me know. I can meet you there. There's a lot of ambitious people in Thorgmara who may want to take advantage of you. I hope you can trust in this initial reaction, or interaction rather, that I have no desire to take advantage of you. Do I feel like he's on the level Inside check. Yeah. <laughs> when someone says, I don't want to take advantage of you, it makes me. Good. Good. I got a 16. Okay. 26. Okay. Neither of you get a strong sense that he's trying to be deceptive or manipulative. Um, you you kind of get the idea that he recognizes you're probably not from around here, given your accents. Um, I'm Maggie. I'm like I've been around here forever. <laughs> You've still been talking like Soria. I know. <laughs> so he he seems to want to convey there are definitely people who try to take advantage of you, and I'm not interested in doing so in whatever clumsy way that might be. Hi. I I guess I have one question about Fervin, if you don't mind. When, when he pushed north into the wilds. Yes. What did he do with slash and how did he interact with the native people? Um, from the accounts that we still have of his travels through the Fervan Wilds, as we call them today at least, he seemed to be well, approachable and um, attempted to be understanding the the great western road. Uh, most people who come from the wilds travel on it. Cuts right through Whitfeld. Goes down 
through Drogmara and all the way to Krebstadt. It actually starts far to the east in Ilsirin, where they were building it from. And that road was urged by Farvan to try and create a place to gather and travel between all of the different countries of this continent. As best as we understand, he approached the people who lived in the wilds with respect and wanted to try to help them. Not always succeeding, but the reason that that road meanders and varies and wanes so much is that he did everything he could to build it around people's lands and homes. So, take that tale with maybe several grains of salt. But he seems to want to help more than her. Does that answer your question? I think so. Have you um, found anything interesting here in the site? We've been here for oh, just over a year. And we found interesting period artifacts, but not. Uh, not the revolutionary pieces I was hoping to find. You might want to try just talking to Otto. He, he, Otto Hart. Who? Otto Hartfeld. I don't know him. The finest prince. He's a turtle. He, uh... Ah, does he run that... The sigil making... Yeah. I see. He, uh, knew Fervin when he was here in Nordfeld. He knew Fervin? Yeah, he made his sigil for him. I am... I am surprised. Although it does make sense that a turtle lives that long. Well, maybe Otto would have known something about a site so close if Irvin was actually working here. I will have to ask Otto about that. It seems like a good place to start. Before we leave, I have two questions. Of course. The first question is, are you aware of anyone who may be a wishing to obtain fervent tech. We have been pursuing a man named Coromont who has been stealing fervent tech on behalf of a client. Perhaps someone in the Corma Republic. Or perhaps Costeria. There are many countries around the world that want the fervent technology for themselves. It would not surprise me if any of these places was looking for more. The Cormo Republic used to make most of the fervent tech. Their large factories churned out new devices all the time. All to fervent specifications. If they were looking for more, perhaps they were looking to 
revitalize the industry somehow. Whole... Whole families were wiped out. Several of the dragon families disappeared. Not that I particularly enjoy using that term, but no one else seems to know what I mean when I refuse to say it. I don't know what you mean when you do say it. You mean like, like you, dragon families? Do they wish? What, what's a dragon family then? The dragon families are the de facto rulers of the Cornwall Republic. They fashion themselves after us dragons, after our clan, our brood, here in Glindring. They call themselves that because they are so powerful. Many of them have profited greatly off of industries and shipping and violence. Hardly good company. If they are dragons, then truly my species is lost. But they claim our names to suit their own benefit. But they're not actually dragons. They're like, what, dwarves? They are humans, dwarves, elves, halflings. The only thing that they aren't are dragons. I have a qu- one more question. Oh, you had one more question. Yes, I had a second question. Please. She, she who is Gloria was kind enough to give me this trifold brochure as an introduction to urban maintenance. I am wondering before I depart if you might have a text or a larger book on beginning or perhaps intermediate maintenance that I might use for further study. Um. I do have one of those manuals. I cannot loan it to you, though. It is in active use here at the camp. Do you think perhaps I could obtain such a thing in Drogmara? Almost assuredly you can. Anything that we make, we keep in print and provide copy for uh, compensation. Just the costs of production in in the capital. What are some titles that he should look for? Uh, Advanced Guide to Fervent Maintenance. Doesn't sound exciting. It isn't. (laughs) (laughs) It, It is an instruction book. Any others? Not that I'm aware of. Well, we are, to my knowledge, the foremost authority on fervent tech and its maintenance and construction. Well, I will practice with what I have, and if we ever make our way to Drogmara, we'll attempt to uh, obtain a copy of this advanced guide and any other thing that is similar. Thank you very much. Of course. 
Yeah. Maggie, you had a question as well. Oh, I forgot. Oh. <laughs> Steel trap, that is. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that we wish to learn from the Fervent Guard? Um... What's your best taxi players at the camp? I am... Don't know. I don't keep track of who's the best taxi players around. That's not what I do. I mean, it's good to have hobbies. (laughs) I don't disagree, but keeping track of the taxi players is not one of mine. Mm. When Fervent went north, did he find or read anything about that you heard of? About any sort of, like, changelings up there? A changeling? I've heard of such individuals. Never met one. And as far as I know, Fervent never wrote about changelings. Okay, then. I do believe that we have uh, finished and we have taken much of your time. And about three pages of notes. Good. So thank you very much and thank those of the camp uh, who have assisted us and uh, good luck in your searching for something dramatic and useful. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to get back to my work now. Okay. All um, right, let's leave the tent, Winfred. Did you know? I'm just joking. I mean, you can you can tell me where you want to lead the horse. I'm not going to I'm surprised that. Robert didn't to say water. anything in the house. <laughs> Shall we go back then? Yeah. Okay. It's There's a half also a toolkit. It's a half a day, so let's go back. Okay. You head back to camp. Or from camp, excuse me. From back camp. into Nordfeld. Mm-hmm. The trip is slow, but far from perilous. And you make it back just as the end of the day. Is Do you want to stop and get the pretzel on the way back? No. Are you pretzeled out? Uh, this road was very poorly maintained. I am very glad that we did not bring a cart, even a two-wheel one. <laughs> Good. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Why would we bring a cart? We did not bring a cart. But why would we why, have brought why, a cart? But, like, why are you bringing it up at all? I am just saying that it would have been a very great inconvenience to have had a cart on I mean, a poorly maintained road. Like a, a dog sled would have been even more inconvenient. I am glad we did not bring one of those. <laughs> yes, I'm glad we did not bring dog. <laughs> Is there anything else I should be glad we did not bring? Oh, probably. Okay. Do you, do you wish to enumerate all of them? Nope. <laughs> I've, no, Two is enough. I, please. I'm just going to just gonna sit back here, go right ahead, and... Uh... Is the croissant shop still open? Oh, sure. Sure, the croissant <laughs> shop is open. Why, let's do it. I Is love it all Microsoft all day? <laughs> we'll stop. I stop in and I would like to buy. Uh, how many croissants would you each like to have each? Too many. There, there's about three dozen 
in the shop still. That would be way too many. It's like I know that was way too many. <laughs> I would like to buy. Do we still have some left from that? <laughs> oh, right. that that's up to you guys. We left them on the buffet so that we could share with the the, the salt worthy. The salt worthy. Who we haven't they seen were, yet. He's still the salt where they have become the, the stale. Do you talk a lot of shit about them? <laughs> yeah, they became. They have become the stale croissant worthy. I I would I would like to buy one dozen of your regular sized croissants, please. Not the little bitty ones, but the regular size. There's there's only a half dozen. Left at this point, is that all right? <laughs> no, you said there were three dozen. Them. of the mini of the ones. Mini ones. Oh, the little bitty ones. Yeah, I since that take... was the one you guys bought last time, I just gave you three dozen of the the the, the bitty ones. Okay, I will buy I will buy the half dozen of the regular ones. Okay. Do you have any How sort of Nevenian special? Uh, two copper. Okay. Do you have any sort of special Nevenian like? Pastries that aren't croissants that I've never seen or heard of. Uh, we oui. <laughs> we right. have a special Nevinian tort, and if you give me a moment, I can actually tell you what that is made of. Is it is it like sweet like an apple for there? Because those are a little too sweet. While you're doing that, I'm, I give each of you two. Regular size croissants each. I'm just gonna start eating in their lobby and just get crumbs everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure just... they're used to that. <laughs> How's the state of their sign right now? It's getting cleaned. Like still? It's been like I three mean, days. They're, they're bakers. They're pastry makers. They're not sign cleaners. <sighs> ah, there it is. This is a tot made of kumbi fruit. Yeah. It is um, very aromatic, very sweet, but has uh, a bitter note to it. It is a southern Navinian specialty from uh, the country of Rune. The, it is the only place in the world where they grow it. I'll try it. They pull one out and put it inside of a delicate little box that they they fold and then hand to you. How much? That is three copper. And we greatly appreciate the uh, patronage that you have shown us in the last the several days. We. We like to see regular customers. It supports the business. They What's like your most see... expensive item? <laughs> they like to see regular customers. I am surprised they like us. The most... Uh... If you would like your customers to be more regular, I recommend more oats and <laughs> barley. Ooh, we, we have uh, <laughs> several oat uh, cookies, and there are some... You know, Bali-based uh, bread oh. that we have. <laughs> that would probably help. Yeah. Did, did you? No, some? I'm okay <laughs> right now. <I> think. <laughs> oh, okay. Nine, nines, you were making y a request. You wanted the most expensive item. 
Well, I just want to know, you know. We can... Well, things from our cases, they are um, not so expensive. But if you wanted um, a whole cake or a tiramisu, we, we create them as well. Well, different desserts from all over the world. You should just buy a cake for yourself and have a right <laughs> congratulations nines on it and just give it to yourself. <laughs> I did have a successful concert. Mm-hmm. And Good job, me. And you're scheduled for another one. He's on a roll. They <laughs> rock and roll. <clears throat> Boo. <laughs> My bad jokes. <laughs> I don't need cake, but I do have one question. Oui? What do you think happened to Fervin? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oui? Um, I shall... Uh... I use curry on. Then. Oh, you make curry? No. <laughs> oh. Oh, we do not. I, I thought you said you would curry on. Carry on. Carry on. Yes. Well, then, thank you very much for the croissants and the information about your most expensive items. And good luck in cleaning your sign. I do hope that at some time you were able to restore it. I think a few more days uh, scrubbing shall take that off. Mm-hmm. Yes, Coromans does not spend much money on paint. It should come off fairly easily, I think. <laughs> do you know how much money spends on paint? He would steal it. <laughs> so he would steal the best stuff? No, he would steal very bad paint. He Why? does not understand paint. I do not know. <laughs> it was clear from the painting on the... Never mind. Oh, oh Seth. Like, <laughs> very opinionated. I, I think Greg is leaking into all Seth on this one with strong opinions about paint. <laughs> Thank you very much for the croissants. Watch we will try to we will show. try to be we will try to be more like a regular customer next time we come, rather than the kind of customers we were today. I, okay. <laughs> we didn't even use their bathroom. No. So we're this is so let's go back to the company the under seven. Mm-hmm. We're making poop jokes uh-huh. and. In a uh, completely unforced uh, random bakery business. I don't even. I don't even need to prompt you guys. The, the poop jokes just happen. Well, you, uh, poop happens. So it's my number two priority in this uh, campaign. I'll try the tort on my way out. Just getting over what Nine said. Um, <laughs> we, we really hit our demos good. Just. Yeah. Sure. Um, Shall we, we go back the, to the company? The tort is nice. It, the um, Quimby fruit. It's spelled Q U I M B Y. Quimby. The uh, Quimby fruit is a flavor unlike any you've had. 
previously. It is sweet, but not uh, not like an apple or a cherry. It's um, a little bit closer to sweetness of like a carrot. There's a savory quality to this fruit. And there is this little note of bitterness to it. And there's these um, delightful little uh, seeds that um, kind of pop in your mouth like a boba. They're teeny tiny things, you know, about the size of like a grain of sand. And it, it it's just a very unique, very um, different experience than any other pastry that you've eaten. Are you going to roll to see if you had a turtle day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shall we go back to the company house? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you you don't want to do more shopping, Osef? Maybe you need more rope. Yeah, how's your rope supply doing? I am fine with rope. I have not used any in two days now. Are you sure? Yeah. There's no record for you. <laughs> As I enter the, the company mm-hmm. house, like, you who are steward... Yes. Have you made any progress yet in the recovery of our funds that were stolen (laughs) here in this very building? Let's just go straight to the buffet. (laughs) I have not had the opportunity to make significant progress in the case. Well, I wish you well in your continued endeavors. And I go to the buffet with the other two. (laughs) Enjoy your meal. Do I enjoy my meal? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I do. Um, I would have enjoyed any, it more if they uh, had recovered our funds. But. For any uh, beginner players watching, that's what we call a meal check. <laughs> now that's where you take your charisma modifier and your proficiency bonus divide by three and raise to the power of ten, and the DM sets a DC threshold that they do not tell the players, and then you determine whether you enjoy your meal or not. And he did. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to catch, you know, some of the the new little bits that they're going to be doing soon, you know, that were promoted at the very beginning of this about <laughs> rules, there is almost certain to be perhaps maybe even a series of three or more about this specific rule. It's a very complex rule, but very important Mm -hmm. to good storytelling and role-playing is the meal check. So be sure to tune in. You don't want to miss those. Well, I guess I'll do a shower check since we're doing those right now. (laughs) Go ahead. You're just licking yourself. The shower check is a lesser-known component that was added in during Arrivals of Waterdeep. The the Waterdeep, of course, referring mostly to bathing and how deep the bathtub is that you're in. I go and, to, I practice locks and go to sleep. <laughs> I practice fervent tech uh, repair and go to sleep. I loudly play the ziffer <laughs> in the uh, middle of the night. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, you do that. Do I have to roll for something? Uh, yes, you do. Please, go ahead. Does everyone have to roll for something? 79. 
No, this is just for her lock. Just nine? Oh, okay. 79. Oh. Uh, if you wouldn't mind writing that down for me, because I'll just ask to reference it later. And uh, my, my fervent tech with my trifold brochure. Uh, go ahead and you'll make this percentile roll with advantage this time because you oh. have a, a little guide. It just threw a hair tie over there. <laughs> Well, that first one really is not good. Well, is high or low good? Uh, generally speaking, higher is better. Okay. <laughs> uh, so to explain oh this, God. the quasi-hidden mechanic <laughs> that I have for learning these things. I got a three wow. on a percentile roll. <laughs> Sometimes they can be really good. Not this time. And a 28. Nah, so... Uh, if you wouldn't mind writing or a 300, down. I might have Thank gotten you. a 300. <laughs> 300. 300%. 28. So the uh, sort of hidden mechanic that I have been applying here, I haven't really explained it to everyone, but as you're acquiring these new skills, I thought, how, what's a way where you could slowly accumulate practice to earn um, like an eventual proficiency with these things. Um, so there is a threshold that is set to based on what you're trying to do and the difficulty of it. And uh, once you hit that threshold of numbers that have been added up over time, then I'm going to allow you to gain proficiency in that particular skill or tool or instrument so that you can use it uh, proficiently. So there's different thresholds for each of you. So uh, did you need the roll proficient or uh, percentile? For zither Oh, that's right. He said that he was playing a zither. So yes, please uh, roll yes, away. Yes, very loudly in the middle of the night. And that's a 31. Okay. If you wouldn't mind writing that down, and I'll get all these numbers from you guys after the session. Um, as you bid down and practice your individual pursuits for the evening, we're going to take a quick break so I can refill my tea and then we'll be right back and we'll be diving into day six nearing the end of our week on this. So stick with us. We will be back soon. Thanks, everyone. Welcome back. We have returned from break, and day six of the week is about to start. The group wakes up the next morning in the company house. Nothing stolen. And... Why not? <laughs> we'll pick back up there. We I don't mean, have anything worth stealing anymore. Uh. <laughs> Well, except all that valuable stuff we have. I guess if you want me to steal things from you guys, I could. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Perception check. <laughs> Fifteen. It, 
He was just having the a the voice of God says it. That's <laughs> Nines, are you having auditory hallucinations? Yes, I think it was that uh, croissant you gave me. Ah. Yes, it, perhaps that is it. Perhaps we should not have any such more rich food before <laughs> retiring. Yes, I am not having a croissant night. Did I have a turtle day? Did you have a turtle day? Because um, I ate the tort. Uh, yeah, well, okay, go ahead and roll for that. Roll with advantage. It, it was a good tort. Eight. You're not the biggest fan of Quimby fruit, apparently. I'm not the biggest fan of Quimby fruit, apparently. Mm. Well, I am sorry that it was a disappointment. It's all right. My croissant was fine. I am sorry that Nines had a bad reaction to his. How are the other four croissants? You each had two. No, I just had the twenty. I gave you two. Oh. Well, now you've still got two croissants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now. So, what do we want to do today? Execute! Oh, wait, we plan first. <laughs> you, you're, you're getting the order of operations wrong. <laughs> the plan does need to be made. Then you can execute the plan. That's okay. That's the usual order. Well, we have Klotstrom, Grimmy. Uh-huh. I have I have a trifold brochure about intro to fervent tech repair, which has been most helpful. Um, I, I made a tiny bit of progress last night before retiring. Is your um, armor done yet? I'm tired of waiting. I think it has one more day. Okay. Uh, it does have one more day. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps we should ask um, Solos whether anyone has asked for us by name. Oh, you mean if we have a job? Yes. Do work. All right. But we get free food and don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, we could continue to do this for quite some time. <laughs> this is great. Mm-hmm. I also haven't heard back from Otto yet about the uh, cloth. Ah, should we go visit Otto? Is your... Actually, is this a saltworthy in the uh, establishment? Start a fist fight. Well, let's see. Um... No, they are not. <laughs> I don't think they really exist. <laughs> I believe you are correct. We have not seen any saltworthy, or either. I mean, none. The steward overhears you talking about the saltworthy. Ah, degrading your fellow mercenaries. No, we just simply do not believe they exist. Oh, they exist. We have not seen any evidence of their existence. That is why we were speculating about whether or not they did exist. They are out working their um, task. What is their task? That's important. I cannot reveal the nature of their work. I hope you did not reveal the nature of our work to anyone then either. No. We revealed the nature of our work to a whole lot of people. <laughs> Would you reveal it for a cup of mead? <laughs> no. At 9 a.m.? <laughs> no, I would not. That's night at this part of town. Oh, that's true. Do you want to go visit Otto? Um, yeah, I guess if we don't have anything else. But I think you said he was going to come to us. 
Oh. As you're sitting around bantering in the banter, banter, common room, banter, 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 banter. Doing us right in front of the Stuart, too. <laughs> friendly banter. <laughs> friendly banter back. <laughs> friendly banter to you, Nine. Yeah, that's saltworthy. <laughs> As we're top, top notch improv performances here. Banter, 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 banter. Role playing. That's why I'm Truly. The big bucks. Truly, we are. So, do you have any exposition for us, fellow uh, fellow traveler? <laughs> Truly, we are the so the best at this. As we are bantering, bantering. yeah, as you're bantering, uh, the lights in the room, you know, which are all like wall sconces, so large candles, fire in the fireplace. It starts to dim, and the candlelight it becomes smaller and smaller. The murder the flames us. reduce, <laughs> and then no, Ludolf the, has found us in the entryway. Ludolf, that guy. There's a, a circle of light, and it forms right in front of the door. As you start to look at it. Little runic patterns are crisscrossing about creating some sort of design inside of this ring of light. And then, as it comes near to what seems to be completion of this pattern, little bits of lightning start crackling in the air, just tiny little bolts, and suddenly you're blinded for just a moment by a flash. And then, ah, Cormonf! Before you all, uh, you see a bit of uh, smoke, perhaps steam, dissipating. And there are now three individuals, all in fairly similar garb, standing in the front entryway. Are you Murder Cult or looking for Murder Cult? The. One in the front, who is a fairly tall elf. He looks over at you. We were summoned here. I will turn to the steward. Could you get Zoloth? I think the arcane masters have arrived. Uh, miss, I shall. <laughs> Excuse me. And. The steward uh, runs off down the hall uh, more quickly than you're used to seeing him move. Uh, yes, uh, Commander Soloth will be on his way shortly. And who are you? Uh, me personally? Yes, I, that is what I asked. I, my name is Sordia. I'm one of the uh, mercenaries here at the Company of Blades. And were you the one who... Saw a uh, murder. Oh, cult. all of us did, yeah. Mm -hmm. You all saw a murder cult. Yes. Very well. I ran away! <laughs> that is true. You were scarcely there at all. And from his uh, gray 
embroidered with kind of a gold-patterned robe. He pulls out a scepter. And this scepter is um, almost mercurial in its appearance. It has a very bright sheen to it, high gloss finish. Looks almost... Almost as though it's infused with a bit of gold, but it has this liquid quality to it. And it's all—it's a little uncomfortable to stare at. Uh, it's drawing your attention, but you keep wanting to look away from it at the same time. And after a moment, you look back and it has shifted its shape. It is now a floating writing desk that hovers a few feet off of the ground and a quill. Which one of you is here to sign the contract with us? Oh, are you asking for us by name? What is the name that I should be asking for? We haven't figured that part uh, out yet. The ones who found the murder cop. Well, the ones who found the Well, now the salt war they are going to make fun of our name. <laughs> <laughs> so... You can just put down Soria. He already wrote something down, Soria. It'd be rude to, like, make him rewrite it. I will it. put you as the contact person. Soria. It's spelled with an X. Yes. After a moment of studying this uh, new group, you notice that whenever this individual you're speaking with, this uh, very haughty male elf speaks, the female elf, who instead of wearing robes, is wearing this gray colored, but also embroidered with gold patterns. And in some places, there's this kind of gold enamel over pieces of armor. Uh, she is a little shorter than he, and she's certainly more of stout, tough looking, very um, rugged in her appearance. But her clothes are very elegant. She has a yeah, short cut kind of side and then a longer uh, cut over on her left, and every time he speaks, she's just kind of doing <laughs> and like silently, mockingly mouthing his words behind him. After a few moments of uncomfortable silence, where the tall elf gentleman is just looking at you all disapprovingly, Soloth comes out. Ah! I see that the Arcane Masters have arrived. Uh, Ian, it's good to see you again. And the female elf steps forward. Ah, Soloth, it's uh, been far too long since we've run into each other. So I hear that you have uh, um, a murder cult? Is that what you've got uh, underneath the sewers of Nordfeld? 
Well, actually, I must intervene. It was not underneath the sewers. It was in the sewers themselves. I'm, well. I feel like the guy with the writing desk will appreciate that sort of specificity. He is taking notes. <laughs> and where would you describe uh, the exact location of this event? <laughs> Under grade 75-0171. Seven four. Seven four. I want to just fix that. Please describe the nature of the event. Oh, sorry, you asked where. <clears throat> and I have noted where. The nature of the event was a um, chalk magic circle written out on the ground, a ominous presence shifting shadow forms out of the corner of one's eyes, um, an eerie stillness and a series of five runes on the walls, which caused immense pain to look at. And a dagger um, in blood. A dagger in blood and an eviscerated body in the center of the cult. Of the circle. Oh, I couldn't find the body. No, there were parts. Yes. The, the third member of this group, who had not spoken yet, and had just been looking around the room, just sort of taking in the scene. Uh, grabs a sort of dull looking, it's matte in its appearance, but has that same sort of liquidy quality, that mercurial effect to it, just much more, uh, much less lustrous, I'll say, than the first gentleman's implement. And he grabs this, it's just kind of floating over his left shoulder, and in his hand, it shifts from this cubic shape to uh, what appears to be a almost wand-like shape. And he steps forward to you all and just starts moving the wand around like, it's sort of the silhouette of your figures. What is he doing? It is very peculiar. I think he's gonna confiscate our shampoo. What are you doing? Ah. He looks up and then shifts his glasses further up the bridge of his nose. Reaches into a pocket on his side, pulls out a card and looks at it and begins to read my name is Dole. I'm told that I should try to engage in more conversational elements. Flips that was very card. well done. I can help you with that. I am scanning you. <laughs> what do you, you think happened to Fervin? To ensure that there was no remaining ethereal or other realms and dimensions remaining on your persons. Well, are there? No. Is that good? He turns to the other elf. <laughs> they experienced a class four temporal shift, possibly a class five the realm disruption. Is that good? Higher or better number is good. <laughs> and he goes back now. 
he's just waving this wand implement over parts of your gear, over your boots, kind of in front of your face. <laughs> I bat at it. <laughs> Please don't bat at the wand. Don't stick it in my face. Doesn't <laughs> just uh, does not care. The uh, <laughs> knife we found was left under the care of Commander Soloth. Yeah, the one that was used for the murder. You believe this is not the first elf again? You believe that you have um, the murder implement with you? Is that right? Well, it was covered in blood in the middle of the viscera, so we are working under that assumption. Very well. Maybe it just fell there on its own. <laughs> Commander Soloth, would you please bring out the murder implement so that we may document and, if necessary, seize this implement? And Roll Soloth just kind of looks at him like, <laughs> hang on. Well, what's your name, sir? I. Who the, are you? The one, uh, the first guy. I heard the other one's name, so. My name is Slinrian. Slinrian. Sounds like a good, good name. It is a name of exceptionally high quality. Thank you. Perhaps we can use it's it in our from, from behind him, the female elf comes up. I give it a rest, Linny, and slaps him on the back. I think she's the nines of the group. <laughs> You've never been through this before. Really, Sir contacted us. Yeah, don't worry about him. He's just a. He'll be full of himself. Uh, Likes to think he's pretty important. He's not. Uh, are you then important? Nah, none of us are really that important. We just, uh, you know, we work for the Arcane Masters. That's what we do, mm. you know? And I uh, travel all around the world and experience cool things. And uh, I get to like what? fight a whole bunch of stuff with the, my big old glaive here. And from behind her just pulls out this massive mercurial glaive. Ah, that is a very formidable weapon. Oi, yeah, I love this thing. It's great. I have a rusty rapier. Want to see it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I pull out my shitty rapier. <laughs> Look, it sucks. Like saltworthy. <laughs> mm, yeah, that does. Here, hang on a sec. Um, can I borrow it? Sure. Yeah. What am I going to do if it stabs someone? <laughs> Not well from what we've experienced. uh rolls his eyes very hard. Ian, we talked about this. You said that you wouldn't do it anymore. Hey, whatever, Slinny. Yeah, <laughs> just helping him out. And she drags... Uh, she first shrinks this glaive down. Again, you're seeing this mercurial element, and her glaive is made of this much 
much shinier than Dole's, but not quite as shiny as Slynrearn's implement. And she shrinks it down to basically a hammer and puts the sword on a table and starts gently pounding on it. And after you know, just a few seconds of her kind of methodically pounding gently down the blade, uh, you notice that the rust has now disappeared and the sort of, as she goes over it, seems to be mending. She's ruining your side. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Hate to see well, a rusty is... weapon, but they are hard to maintain. And, you know, adventurers, well, we kind of get a rough life of things around here. So try to help out where I can. Try I appreciate it. I mostly use my, uh, I usually use my razor sharp tongue to uh, take my enemies down. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Now, I always like uh, going into battle with someone who's quick-witted. Makes for real good repartee when you're engaging in a little bit of repost with all of the enemies, eh? Yeah. Oh, oh, that. It's more fun to run someone through with a good pun and a good sword. I know you're not from Costeria, but are you familiar with my companion's weapons here? Yes, you seem to know about weapons. I do not wish you to do anything to them, but I will show them to you. Oh. And I, I show her uh, Katiralar and Alashalar. It's a very fine set you have. Um, I'm assuming that you didn't serve in the military, though. Oh, no. I did receive these from my teacher, who was a member of the uh, Order of Remarden. Never heard of that place. Or Creed or Origin or whatever it is. News to me. But those are some very fine Castirian military yeah, gray weapons right there. Ah, so you know nothing more about these other than that they are Castirian? No, they're common Castirian uh, armament that you mostly used in uh, larger campaigns. See, the idea of this is that you can have a whole line of troops all standing next to each other and in everyone's uh, hand and whatever the army's preference is they can choose their left or right depending on you know what's the dominant one and their left or right hand they can use that to block incoming attacks in front of the person on their left and right and then the other hand is free to strike out at whoever that attacker is Ah, I see. So these are not terribly special weapons, uh, but they are Kosterian. Well, they're unique to Kosterian, and each of them is made in only a few forges around the country. Mm. So, you know, they're special to some. They're not exactly the rarest of implements, but they are unique to the country of Kosteria. Do you want to ask about Tashir? I will soon. Uh, this armor is also from my teacher. Lanfiran, uh, of the Order of Remarden. Um, can you tell me anything about this? Hmm. Well, I haven't seen markings uh, quite like that before. It's a little different. <sighs> Dole is just letting out a long sigh. The armor comes from 
One of the more secretive sects of the Kosterian military. There, the Tishira Noon. And now he just goes back to scanning. Tashira Noon armor? Mm hmm. I have heard of the Order of Tashira Noon, that they were a group of very elite soldiers, but that Tashir and Ramardin had been companions and had worked together, but Ramardin had subsequently left Tashir. So this is Tashir Anun armor, but I received it from someone who belonged not to the order of Tashir Anun, but of Ramardin. Don't know what to tell you. I'm not oh. exactly an expert on Kosteria. <laughs> they, uh, not a oh. big fan of us over in Ilsirin. I see. Quite so even not. though you are near Kosteria, you do, <clears throat> do not know much of Kosteria. Uh, I mean, we visited a couple times, but they're not the biggest, uh, they're not big fans of us. Why is that? <laughs> reckless use of arcane magics. It's not exactly reckless. It is a well-trained, honed, and practiced skill. Eh, whatever, Slinny. So, Doll, you who are Doll, do you know anything more about this armor or about these weapons? Through bored-looking expression, nah, he pushes up his glasses once more along the bridge of his nose. No. And then goes back to what he was doing. Insight check. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> sure. Guidance. Yeah. It's Nine, not going to help. 19. Six. I, I got eight. It, the best that you can figure is that Dole just doesn't care, but always wants to make sure people state the correct thing. That's sort of the vibe. Oh, God, from. he's the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ian, I will have you know that uh, employers do not like to be called the Arcane Masters. You know that. Eh, whatever. What, what do they like to be called? Softworthy. Our name in the native Kosterian is Gwithna Ikram. Oh, I'm never going to remember that. No. Gwithna Ikram. I wrote it down. G W Y T H space N A space Y Q R U M. Okay, so they did get a couple of vowels in there. At that moment, Soloth comes back, uh, bearing the murder implement, and presents it to presents it to Slynrean. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that forth post haste. And he goes back to taking notes. Dole, now intrigued, is waving this wand 
over it. And as he does, it starts to glow. Is that a good thing? We have a dimensional rupture. We need to go investigate the area, otherwise it could spill out into cross-dimensional pollination, triggering a cascade event. I knew this the is... word pollination. Mm. Uh, Not in that context. Can you, where, where is it, this dimension coming from? Can you identify that? Looks over at you. Somehow his glasses just keep sliding down his nose and he keeps pushing them back up. I know that pain. <laughs> this is a dimensional incursion from a source that we have not yet fully documented or explored. It has not been seen before in our realm. Oh, it's new. I am most confused. When we had de de attempted to detect magic, we found none on this stagger. Nor would you, and I don't have time to explain it to you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it seems we have much time, but if you do not care to explain, that is fine. You may have time. I do not. And he goes back to scanning various things. What was the sort of energy, the magical residue in the site? What type of magic was it again? Trying to remember. I, when we went back in. Yeah, when we went back. When, oh man, gotta go through my notes. Um, <clears throat> Lessons in good note taking. So when he scanned me though, the my like journal didn't ping because with the runes in it. No. Okay. As he finishes his scans of the dagger. <sighs> Reaches back, pulls out some more cards. <laughs> I have been told that I need to ask permission before I seek out any personal artifacts or items of interest otherwise owned by the people who have asked us to investigate a flips the card temporal dimensional or other outer realm incursion do I have your permission transmutation it depends on what it is but yes in general I need to scan your rooms to see if there is a dimensional incursion um sure sure Just okay don't... but if you find any money it's mine <laughs> You should note that when we return to the chamber where the, um, what did you say, phenomenon occurred, um, everything had disappeared, but there was a faint lingering aura of transmutation magic about the whole chamber. Mm. Well, we have seen that happen in the past. There are 
a string of incidences similar to this that seem to have uh, coincidental themes. Your transmutation magic adds up with the accounts of other individuals who've experienced similar events. There was, I'm guessing, a dark foreboding aura. Yes. You saw some sort of audio and visual hallucinatory effects. Skittering shadow figures at the corners of our eyes. And then when you returned at a later date, everything was... Wiped clean. Yes. However, should we hit him with the big thing now? Oh, yes. <clears throat> I was able to recover further evidence of this. You were able to recover further evidence. At great personal cost to myself, both physically and mentally, I was able to, like, actually, it was extremely painful and I almost died. <laughs> I was able to copy down two of the five runes. But before I hand them over. At that moment, Dole now looks over at you. However, full, full warning. Looking at these causes indescribable pain searing in the center of your mind. And they don't seem to want to exist. When you say that last thing, <laughs> they don't seem to want to exist. In all three of their eyes, and for the first moment in Dole's expression, any sort of emotion registers on his face is an almost uncomfortable shift to observe, but they all have this kind of like a little twinkle in their eyes, like a child on Christmas morning. That's why it's going to be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I am allowed to compensate uh, in proportion to the importance of recovered artifacts, okay. including runes. Ah, perhaps you could compensate in proportion to the amount of pain it causes you when you appear, <laughs> no. appear upon them. That will be one of the conditions mm -hmm. on which I judge our compensation. Yes. All right. Would you please show us the runes? I'll pull out my copied page that I made that's folded together. Well. All right, don't go ahead. This be, is your thing. Be very careful. It will mess with you. He grabs a journal. It's just a uh, piece of sheet of paper. Just a sheet of paper. Grabs a sheet of paper. And now the fur wand morphs again and changes into a pair of glasses. He's already wearing some. Yeah, and he okay. takes his old ones off and puts these on. They are, they don't have glass in the frame. It's solid. So you're not quite sure what they would be used for, but they, they sit on his face just like his normal ones. And he stares at the runes. 
Ow. <laughs> that hurt. I've spent quite a bit of time looking at them and it doesn't get better. No, it does not. And he begins copying the runes down on a sheet of paper that he's produced. I was able to get... Just staring at them. I was While he's staring at that, is there any way that I can uh, get a piece of paper that's the side of his card, write something down, and try to slip it into his uh, stack. stack of cards? Uh, make a sleight of hand check. I was able to copy down a half rune, but because it wasn't finished, it doesn't really have the potency. Or any... I got a 17. I do want to argue that he is... No, you, you can do that. With, yeah. with a, with a oh, okay. Yeah, I will text I'm... you something to see if it does anything. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to text me something, okay. I'll grab my phone uh, then. I'll have to figure out what I wrote on there, but I'm that, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, Keep narrating. He finishes writing down the runes and then folds the paper back up. He removes the glasses, and there's like blood coming from his eyes. Yeah, that's the thing that happens. Found that to be moderately painful. And his two companions are like, dang. So as you can see, it almost cost me my life to give you this information. And that's the only surviving copy. For the privilege of copying these runes and returning them to our operation centers, I believe that this would qualify in the 3,000 gold category. That's divisible by three, even though I took all of the damage. <laughs> if you care to release these runes into uh, possession, I will need you to sign this contract. Um, are you gonna use them to, like, open up a tear in time and space in a dimensional rupture? Uh, use of these is proprietary. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign that. <laughs> That's what I do to get the money, right? Yes. Or should I sign it? But you get your copy back, right? Yeah. Okay. I Make think sure you should ask for 3500 Each. <laughs> Given the immense emotional trauma I went through as well, could I get a magical item as well with it? No. <laughs> what if I give you the half rune? That is part of this compensation. Oh. I don't think I'm going to get much more. No, they're not, they're not. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Let's see if we can... <laughs> yes, 3,000 gold is definitely better than nothing. 
I like how I will. <laughs> there's 3,000 gold and the player's like, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's like a whole nother suit of armor. I will sign. He hands you the Quicksilver quill. And assuming you sign the paper. I want to sniff the quill and see what it smells like. It smells like nothing. It's almost completely absent of any odor. I, I taste it. Are you going to lick it? <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it tastes a little bit like ozone. It's very unpleasant. <laughs> well, why does everyone do that? <laughs> what is this made out of? Is it important? <laughs> yes. Quite. And Ian, the female, is just like over there with Soloth, and they are both doing that. I'm laughing so hard, but I don't want to make a noise doing this. Like It's like that laughter on a plane when you're watching a particularly funny movie and you don't want to piss off all the other passengers. So you're stifling your laughter and it hurts. And they're just both clearly red in the face. Soloth already being red is more red in the face. Have you ever encountered runes like these before? Something that is painful to look at and doesn't seem of this of this world? We have encountered many dangerous things in the world. And he goes back to his... Dole goes back to his deck of cards. Do you have a catalog system? <laughs> I want to thank you for the opportunity of allowing me... <laughs> To gain information on Nines is the best loot player ever, and the tall elf is a poopy head and smells like poop. And he does when you anything that's on the card! <laughs> and then just puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> hey, I mean, you want to do it. <laughs> oh, God. That's in every conversation he ever ends now. <laughs> I mean, and in his mind, there's at that point he's supposed to flip to a second card, and then that's the end of what he's saying. So now that's that's where that is. And the next time he looks at the cards, he's going to start on the other half of that conversation. But great. I uh, hope we see him again. Celsir doesn't seem to notice. He was too busy formalizing the contract and stamping in a lot of places. There's a lot of stamping going on from him right now. And not not with his feet. <laughs> what what's the coolest thing you've ever seen magically that you're allowed who, to decide? Who are you asking? I was gonna ask Dole, but he's just gonna read more cards. So I'll see. <laughs> I mean, he might not. You don't know. If you, do, you want to ask Dole? Yeah. The most interesting thing that I've ever witnessed is a class seven dimensional entity 
it was so horrifying that I lost the ability to speak, breathe, and perform basic bodily functions for three months. Oh. I had well, to be better. completely hospitalized. What did it look like? <laughs> A horror so great that if I were to describe it to you, not only would you lose your mind, but I would lose my mind in the process of describing it. Do you think it came from the same place that these runes did? I prefer not to make conjecture. But if you did, what would you conject? He goes back to his cards. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate the business that this allows us to conduct, for this is how the order maintains its operations. Providing conjecture on what may or may not happen, events that are terrifying, or what is the possible outcome of any single event may, flips card, create unforeseen temporal or dimensional nexuses that are unable to be fixed even by the most advanced mages. So that is why we... And puts them back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Have you ever encountered a magical stone that can with some help transmute any object into any other object? No. Okay. Such a power would be among the greatest uh, magical artifacts ever known. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. If your two compatriots got into a fight, which one would win? <laughs> it depends on the nature of the fight. And answering the question beyond that is a futile exercise in imagination. So I have a question, which is, I think, more practical. You said that the class seven interdimensional being uh, essentially destroyed you for three months. And you say that we have a class four and possibly class five situation here. Is this a linear scale or a logarithmic one? Yes. What happened to the entity? <laughs> I was told that it was destroyed. Who told you that? To clarify, did you say that the entity was, did you say call it three when you, I, I think you said. No, he said seven. Seven. Class seven. Seven, okay. I, I, for some reason, thought I heard class <laughs> three. Did our runes escalate our class at all? No. Oh. They are anticipated in the category of anomaly that you encountered. So are we going to go there now or what? I believe that visiting the site is the only likely way to conclude the investigation. Do you guys want oregano masks or? All of them look at you and <laughs> I ain't over there talking to Soloth. 
Wrecking no masks? Going into the sewer, it's full of poop. You're just gonna have to roll with it, they do this sort of thing. <laughs> As I'm like, wrapping it up. <laughs> Aren't we still like an hour away from yeah. where we go down? <laughs> mm. That does seem to be an effective way to overcome the smell of a sewer. I shall take an oregano mask. There you go. I love how you just have extra oregano masks. That's <laughs> really Shall we go then to 75-0174? Uh, uh, Let's go to 75-0174 and show our guests the site of the murder. We'll pump. need to use your rope because the ladder's broken. I have rope, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Do you have enough rope, also? <laughs> For each of us? Did you bring enough for everyone in the class? No, there's only one. I'm only going to let you use one rope. And you'll have to share. In my experience, time. rope is not reusable. <laughs> <laughs> we go to 75-1-7-4. All right. And, Making uh, your way into the sewer, once again. Um, I forgot that was a joke we did. <laughs> <laughs> you get down there and the room is just like you remember it uh, basically pristine slightly uh, dirtier than when you were down here uh, I think at this point a couple weeks ago with Soloth um, and uh, three of the arcane masters the Gwithna Ikram are moving around, investigating things. Dole is transformed his you know, cubic dull gray floating object into this very large uh, cylinder. And he and Ian are carrying it around, moving it over surfaces of the room. So another interesting thing is over here in this tunnel, there was a large um, embedded in the ground, concreted into the ground uh, gate. A set of gate. iron bars, yeah. Set of iron bars that have since disappeared without a trace. Um, Sunrin goes over and runs his hand over the surface. And this is just sort of observing it for a minute. Is there any other particular point of event here? Uh, in this specific spot, I think, no, it was just the gate, dis the bars disappearing. But over here, and I point out where the circle was and where the runes were on the wall, things like that. He runs his hand over any surface that you care to point out to him. As Ian and Dole finish up whatever it is that they're doing, you're not entirely certain. Hey, what are you two doing? <laughs> oh, we uh, we do this anytime there's some sort of dimensional incursion, and this here is to highlight wherever 
remaining dimensional damage is. See, when you open up a portal to another dimension, it actually starts to, for a moment or two, merge the two dimensions together. Is that bad? Oh yeah, it's just a real bad thing. <laughs> that could cause the end of the world if you left a portal open long enough. Now, to do that would take an amount of power that we've never seen anyone have. So it's unlikely that's ever going to happen. But everywhere it does leaves a little bit of both dimensions leaking into each other. Is that anything like I'm from the wilds and there were certain locations where there was a thinner barrier between the Feywild? Yeah, actually, it's a lot like that. There's um, parts of our realm that are a little bit closer in space to other realms. And the Feywild's a particularly bad one for that. It just kind of does whatever it wants. We try to close them up and stop damages and only for them to pop up other places. Why would you try closing those? Oh, well, sometimes they'll uh, you know, pop up the farmer's fields and they'll whoop the crops into weird things that try to eat you. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. I mean, I think so, but the farmers <laughs> don't like it. Uh. So you said that the dimensional incursion required power. Could such power be provided by Fervin crystals? Um, probably not. Was it the murder stuff? Is that like the the ritualistic killing? Oh, could be. I mean, the sort of energy it takes to rip open portals between different dimensions usually has to come from arcane mm. or sometimes uh, divine sources. But we've never found a divine source that seems to be able to do that, at least in any way that uh, could damage the realm. See, there are divine sources of spellcasting that can you know, really mess up a place. But the nature of uh, the gods just isn't one of destruction. So even the most powerful the space-tearing things just sort of heal themselves over time. Seems to be for the gods uh, stepping in, mm. trying to clean up messes that their acolytes, you know, called forth. Mm. What well, sort of cult does not seem to be consistent with what I consider to be divine. Oh, no, probably not. This is probably some horrible arcane energy misuse. With, uh... Dimensional incursion be able to pull out like a whole like city or research facility from existence in a large spherical area. Hmm, maybe. We're just fervent disappeared completely off the face of. Oh yeah, this is a real dinger of a mystery, isn't it? Yeah. Did the arcane masters, or this unpronounceable thing that the tall elf With called Naikam. it, um, ever investigate? Ever arcane masters is fine. Ever investigate? <laughs> no, the it's site, not. <laughs> ever investigate the site of the fervent's disappearance? Oh How yeah, did we do that, and not the other things. We've done that. 
Ah, and did Dole you... over here actually went himself one time. Ah, and did you discover anything of interest? Glasses again? <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> and then... Care to elaborate? Came. No. Guess not. Was it, was it higher than class seven? <laughs> Nothing that we found fit into any of our classification systems. The source of that damage is unknown. The cause of it is unknown. The resulting catastrophe from it is unknown. Is the area permeated with fervent energy? Yes. However, I would encourage you not to draw conjectures from that. You haven't met us before, have you? Most areas that Fervin worked are still quite contaminated with incredibly high levels of Fervin energy due to the degradation of crystals. Great. <laughs> so. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> what we do know is that it is not good to have had a dimensional incursion here of a class four, possibly five. Yeah, really any dimensional incursion is just, uh, well, a <laughs> bit of an oopsie. What's the most common dimensional That's... incursion? Most common It's one? an oopsie. <laughs> oh, it's easy. Water dimension. People are always trying to cheat their way into getting all sorts of unlimited fresh water, salt water, and you know, you can do a little bit, but then people, then people tend to get greedy and they start taking, you know, tens of thousands of gallons of this stuff. And well, on that scale, tends to summon a whole lot of water elementals. And you know, then we get called in to clean it up and um, cleanse the bodies. What do you use to clean water? Magic. Oh. <laughs> what kind of magic do you specialize in? Arcane, correct? But like, what school? Yeah. Uh, all of them? Well, yeah. Oh. I mean... They're the masters! The name it's Arcane the name. Masters is a bit earned, you know? I mean, we have our favorites. What's, um, what's your take on druidic magic? Not my personal flavor, but um, I think it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty earthy if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it a dimensional incursion if a druid were to say, use magic from the Feywild? Not really. I mean, all magic is called from some source and using that power to change and impact and otherwise affect the world that we're in, well, that's just magic. And why do the Akmar Nodal hate it so much? <gasps> uh, them, I mean, you get into 
one bad war with a whole bunch of people were coming through in from the Feywild and now it's cursed magic. I think I overreacted myself. Me too. <laughs> do you have the do that do the Agmar Nadal have a place in Ilsiran? Yeah, of course. The Eggmar Nadal are all over the globe. They always have a place in any major city. Well, I am wondering if you have completed your investigation here, whether there is anything you can tell us um, about this incursion, something that we must watch for or something we could do to keep it from happening again. Or perhaps identifying who did this. We have been working to identify similar incursions registered throughout the globe. We have yet to find the perpetrators. If we require further information or assistance, we will reach out to you. Sure that you can understand we are reluctant to give out information that could subvert our efforts in stopping these rule breakers. Are you talking like your rules or like cosmic rules? Bit of both, we shall say. Well done. Are we completed here? Dole looks up. I finished scanning for dimensional remnants. Did you find anything? Yes. We can proceed with attempting to restore this area. Are you three ready? Looks over at you three. Uh, for what? <laughs> Are you two ready? Looking at his compatriots. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Commander Soloth, mm. are you prepared? Um, sure. Uh, very well. <laughs> or what? This we should have a card for this. <laughs> this may be uncomfortable. And you just it's been uncomfortable. You just now. notice <laughs> at this moment that his uh his bit of floating material has shifted into a very complex looking staff that it, it like braids around itself, weaving different designs and in, in ways that are, that appear impossible. His staff is like looking at an MC Escher drawing. It bends in ways that space shouldn't bend. And he places it gently on the ground in front of him. And a pulse goes out from its base. And you see the ground quiver and undulate as it passes through. There is a flash of darkness. And then the room is plunged into... Well... The effect is a little bit like a dark light being waved over a stained surface, highlighting traces of organic matter 
and the walls, the floors, where the metal bars were, where the runes were, it's all glowing quite brightly. And indeed, in the center of this hallway, there is now a, an open space so black that you lose yourself in it. It looks like existence has ceased. Well, this is most unsettling. Are the runes glowing? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and copy the other three down really quick. <laughs> All of you need to make a will save. Wisdom save. Yeah, so wisdom save. Excuse me. 26. We've been playing too much Pathfinder <laughs> lately. Um, 26, you said? 20. Not a net 20. Uh, 18. Nines, you're unconscious. I want to scribble them runes down. Uh, roll. Oh, uh, good. I didn't say you were going to do it on my face. Uh, roll another wisdom save. Uh, 17. You take. Six damage. Uh, both of you make another wisdom save. Um. 17. 24. Well, Seth, you're unconscious. Did I get one of the runes? Uh, no. I'm gonna keep trying. Okay, go ahead. Make a wisdom save. The only person who's now witnessing this, Soria, the three arcane masters are now, like, in a circle, performing some sort of ritual cast. And their bodies are like morphing and twisting and shifting <laughs> yeah, as they do this. In fact, the entire world begins to swirl and warp around you. You look down and you notice that the ground beneath you is no longer there and you are floating in empty space. I rolled a 25. You are able to copy the third rune down. You do take three more psychic damage. And I need you to make another wisdom save. Okay, let me write down the damage quick. Oh shit. Um, 11. Sorry, you are unconscious. I got a rune. Yeah. Now you get three out of the five. The three of you wake later. In familiar territory. You're back at the company house. In the common area. And Dole is tending to you. That was quite a ritual. That was most uncomfortable. I must ask. Ow, did, my head! Did you bring back the rope that we used, that I used to leave us down into the sewer? And had to be disposed of. Oh dear. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> received none. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I can't <laughs> wait until we call the rope store later today. <laughs> I still have three left. It received an incredibly it. dangerous level of exposure. Brad to the other dimension. Oh, For the record, to hear that. this is the single worst incursion from any dimension that we've ever encountered. This is, is even that bad. More... <laughs> is that what that yawning nothingness was? Yes. The entire room that we entered was not quite an illusion, but not quite reality. The space of the other dimension had been transmuted to appear as the room that we saw. The door was never closed, simply made to look like something else. It has now been shut. Did anything come through? We have not made that determination yet. What class would you say it was? More than I want to contemplate. More than a seven? What we encountered in that was a class 10 phenomenon. Is that bad? Is that bad? <laughs> well, seven hospitalized them for three months. I will have to undergo extensive therapy to recover from the horrors that I witnessed in there. Was there something else? I appreciate the opportunity to have experienced this and engage in business with you. If you'll excuse me, I must go make notes. What did you see in that? I, all I saw was nothingness. I saw everything. And he leaves. <laughs> well, what about the other two of you? Did you experience anything like... They're not here. Oh, they're not there. Nope. Dole oh. and Dole alone was attending to you. Oh. The steward also nearby. Mm. Can I provide any of you with some chilled water? Uh, something to eat, perhaps. I think I would like something a little more substantial than chilled water. Some tepid mead. Do you have, perhaps, um, a single malt? I'm assuming that you mean a whiskey. Yes. I shall bring you some. Is Commander Soloth around? He and the other two from the Arcane Masters that had to temporarily depart to Ilsiren. To where? Ilsiren. Oh, he went back to Ilsiren. Yes. Well, this has been most disconcerting. I am sorry that Dal um, has harmed himself in this experience. He doesn't seem to be very put out by it. Which is unsettling. Yeah, but it's a pretty cool guy if you get to know him. Where is he? Where is he working? He is in a room we have provided for him. He has requested to not be disturbed. I turn into a spider. Please don't. I don't need to. I don't think you're gonna stop her. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm guessing you head down towards Dole's room. Uh -huh. All right. I wanna see his notes. When you get to the door, uh, you notice that there is 
quite clearly a force field of some sort of. I'll poke it with my little leg. When you poke it, it's just like this adorable little spider. <laughs> well, like, jumping spider. Um, you poke at it, and it, it's not painful, but it does actively repulse you. It, just, it like repulsed. forces you back. Yeah, it's repulsive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's repulsive. <laughs> that, do you? So I just go back. Is, yeah, because okay. I locked out. Okay then. Um, I enjoy my single malt and uh, some a charcuterie board from the uh, buffet. I climb up on Nine's head and then turn back into a normal. <laughs> So, you can, just... can I withstand that? Um, make a strength saving throw. Since you weren't expecting a whole Soria to appear on your head, that's a nine. You you both tumble over and uh, take two falling damage. Did I get healed from... Yes, your health was restored. Oh, okay. But you're now... Both of you are bruised. <laughs> Nines, what are you doing here? Ow! What are you doing here? This is I my was spot. walking here! <laughs> the steward returns with a glass of whiskey for you. Is there anything else that I, I may provide to any of you? Can you get this woman off of me? Can we get... He sorry up off the ground. <laughs> Do you provide counseling services here? I've gazed into the vacant nothingness between worlds. I'm not sure that there's any counseling that can help with that, but, but I will look around and investigate. You have been you have through... pretzels? Yes, I prepared some <laughs> fresh for you all when you returned. That's nice, thank you. Okay. I enjoy a pretzel with my malt, single malt. <laughs> All right. It pairs nicely. Mm -hmm. May I recommend um, a good night's rest? I have prepared. A, uh, I should call them illuminations for your rooms. Based on the experience that Dole described, I think. It may help. Okay. Well, I turn in. Your rooms are delicately lit by little floating lights on the ceiling. And they they provide a warm blanket of light so that nothing in the room is too dim to make out, but nor is it too bright to sleep. I stand on my book on a, uh, the table that's in my room and I attempt to pounce on one of them. <laughs> um, they move out of the way as you attempt to pounce. Uh oh. <laughs> now it's a challenge. <laughs> I would like to just sit there and meditate and try to remember if I saw anything in that ritual. What was happening? Okay. Anything other than just the emptiness. 
All right. Um, why don't you make a wisdom check? So I can guidance myself. You can. Does she have to roll disadvantage as a loud ruckus in the other room happens? As that a cat helps me is just a <laughs> attacking little floating orbs. I, I won't say if Soria has to roll disadvantage on that because maybe she likes it. Just an 11 total. As you try to recall what you saw in the room, every time you reach out for a memory, it, it seems to move away from your thoughts. It seems to pull back from being remembered. It's almost like when you have something on the tip of your tongue and you just can't quite recall the name of that actor or the lyric of a song. That restaurant you went to one time. You try and you try, but you can't, you can't quite pull it back. And before long, you find yourself feeling quite exhausted and wanting to drift off to sleep. Feeling a little bit on edge, I, um attempt to relax by practicing my uh, forbidden tech repair. Okay. Uh, go ahead and Just roll percentile dice. Technical work. And then write down the numbers if you tell them to me. Uh, 63. Right. Not bad. Better than half. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you... All settle in for the night. Nines, you eventually tire of chasing the lights. <laughs> not, Are you sure? <laughs> not from being bored, simply from having exerted yourself enough where you're now sleepy. And you all curl up on your beds, close your eyes, and have fairly peaceful night's sleep. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Do I get to roll a pretzel check now or later? You can roll a pretzel check now. And you can each mark off a thousand. <coughs> I got Thank you. an 18 on my pretzel check. I assume they paid us. But oh yeah, they did. They yeah. definitely paid you. Well, you had- Can we get that in platinum? You had a fairly pretzel day. Um, sure. If you want it in platinum, I can let you- oh. So that's like a hundred platinum each. Yes, if that's what you'd like. Yes. Okay. It's easier to carry. <laughs> I'm not making a pretzel check because they were he's, he's I'll make a pretzel check to see if it helps me with my post-traumatic stress. <laughs> I rolled a five. <clears throat> it doesn't harm your post-traumatic stress any further. <laughs> it doesn't particularly help, but you don't you don't have a bad night's sleep. You don't have a particularly good night's sleep either. Um thank you everyone for joining us. So we hope that you had a relaxing holiday when we were off last week. We're glad to be back and to see you all again. Um remember, if you feel like tuning in, we are doing painting streams on Tuesdays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern. They're very relaxing. They're a very nice way to spend an hour or two in the afternoon 
uh, just listening to painting and watching them put these pieces together. They're beautiful. And we will be uh, posting some more information about our upcoming um, Patreon launch, as well as our new series on playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, especially for new players, which we seem to be attracting in this stream. We have a fair number of people who want to learn watching, so we'll be putting that out. Um, thank you very much, everyone. We really appreciate it, and love you all. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.